Life with Kim Gerber With real topics Affecting you to take your life further Your amazing life There's so much to say Living life one day at a time It's all about today Your amazing life Your amazing life Your amazing life Alright, so welcome to Thursday's Exchange. Today we have Jacqueline Phillips. We discuss tools and tricks to create an amazing life in this podcast. Now, there are a few powerful ways you can support us. It would help if you subscribe, leave a rating and review, and it leave your top takeaways from what we talked about. Also, interact with the community on the Facebook page. Next, be a hero to your friends and family and share it with them. And then lastly, go to anchor.fm and support it. Your support makes a massive difference. Check out the show notes for links to the subjects we discuss. And if you have any topics you would like me to address, just put them in the private Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash your amazing life podcast. I want to give a shout out to Jacqueline, my guest, and to my California tribe for sharing with their friends and family. So let's get into your amazing life. All right, today we have Jacqueline Phillips. She is a photographer, she owns an event venue, and she is an author. Her first book, Comfortably Uncomfortable, was just released. So welcome to the show, Jacqueline. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So let's go ahead and get in this. Tell me about who you were in the beginning and how you got to this place. So prior to where I'm at today, um, I spent a good portion of my few years on this planet because I'm not even 40 yet. Um, really just a miserable existence of a person. I, I took life in a scorched earth approach and I assumed that Every interaction was a potential threat. And so I, I went about pushing others away and making myself a one-man band. And, you know, it's not a way to live. It's, it's painful and it's lonely. And I had a really rough childhood. And so I had developed all of these ways of managing, but they weren't healthy. Mm. And they weren't providing me fulfillment and sustenance. And, and so I often felt myself just kind of being the broken toy in the corner, which I wasn't. And it was a really poor mental state to be in. And so I had invested in myself and I decided that I didn't want to live that life anymore. And so I hired a life coach and a regular therapist and a trauma therapist and I got meds and I started getting exercise and I put all of this effort into finding who I really was and the happy person that was buried deep in there who had been wanting to break out all along, but didn't know how. Yeah. So today I, I share my story and I, I do my best to help others and make help seem more easily attainable and less stigmatized. Okay, great. All right. Well then what was the most uncomfortable or difficult change that you had to make? Uh, painful would just having to be coming clean. Like, I was really good at lying and you can only lie for so long. Eventually yeah. you get caught up in it. And so, so breaking the habit of, of not lying and not 
embellishing. Uh, that was really hard to do. Um, as far as, you know, uncomfortable, falling in love with myself, because for the longest time, it felt really hokey. You know, oh, I love myself. That just sounds really dumb. But you have to, you have to love the person that you are, because if you don't, you can't love anything else fully, because you're holding back. And yeah. life is much more free if you've got love in your heart, especially if you aim some of that towards yourself. Yeah, I mean, because the lie that we're telling ourselves is that we're not lovable, right? Absolutely. I'm not lovable. I'm a broken toy. I'm damaged goods. I, you know, nobody wants me. Nobody really likes me. So I, I had built this persona that I thought people liked and it was exhausting and it wasn't authentic. And it turns out nobody really enjoyed it anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, so... Uh, you're a parent. How is this fitting into your family life with your child and your husband? My relationship with my husband is a lot better because, you know, he, he has seen the gamut of my absolute worst to my absolute, I don't want to say absolute best because I still got room to grow, but to a really good spot. And, you know, bless his heart, he saw in me the things that were always there that I couldn't see. And so our relationship is a lot better. Um, as far as parenting goes, I think it's actually been a really positive experience, you know, going from who I was and, you know, he's at an age now, he's, he's 14. Uh, okay. He's watching me go through all of this and seeing the benefit of the work that I'm doing. And, and I'm very open and honest with him and you know, when I, when I have anxiety and panic attacks, you know, I'll, I'll explain to him why I'm feeling this way and, and how I talk myself through them. And, you know, when I'm feeling depressed and why, and, you know, if I snap, I was really angry and I snapped and I stopped and I said, you know, I'm not angry at you. I'm angry about something else and it's taking over everything else. And, and this is a moment where I can stop and take control of the situation. So I'm this living example of mental health and how it can be manifested in a positive way rather than a destructive way at an age where he's starting to learn, you know, his signs and signals and, you know, he can bounce them off me. And, you know, when I can see it in him, I can say, Hey, look, you may not know what's bugging you right now. You're kind of being a jerk. Why don't you go walk it off for a minute or go take a nap or whatever you need to do. And then we'll come back to this. And even if you still don't figure out what's bothering you, just know that you don't need to take it out on people. So it's, it's been an interesting dynamic shift in our household. Oh, I bet. Because, I mean, 14, that's, that's when a lot of things start, right? I'm in the thick of it right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember when my youngest was 14. And at that point, I started thinking that being able to uh, abort would be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really late term, but you know, Yes. <laughs> I remind myself that we have difficulties now so that when he leaves, I will still miss him instead of relish the fact that he's gone. <laughs> yes. Yep. Well, and, and it happens way too fast. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going to blink and he's going to be a freshman and I'm not ready. <laughs> yep. He's so cool. I don't know how I got so lucky. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, so it's, it's built your relationship between the two of you, it sounds like. 
I think it's been great for us. You know, my, my mom had undiagnosed bipolar and she was a very angry person and very loud and aggressive and Mm. she never apologized for it. So, you know, it was just expected that was how adults reacted to things. And so to be able to break that cycle of, of abuse and, and trauma and just anger and yeah. have a quiet home where it's safe. You know, I feel safe. He feels safe. You know, the loudest thing is when we yell at the dogs because somebody hit the doorbell. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a quiet environment and I'm getting to watch him thrive. Whereas when I was his age in a different environment, I didn't thrive. You know, right. it was very much survival mode 24 hours a day. So it's, it's, it's a great social experiment that only I get to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, great. I have talked with you about the importance of nutrition in many of our episodes. Now, I have found a clinically proven product that I drink one packet a day, and it gives my body all the micronutrients that I need. This is an all-natural product that you will just love. The packet is filled with superfoods and all their nutrients. Best of all, it comes with a 100% money-back guarantee, so there is no risk. Many doctors are now recommending this product. Start your day like I do with this packet of nutrition. It will change your life. You're going to want to try this. Go to Ken gerber.kayani, K-Y-A-N-I.com. So K-E-N-G-E-R-B-E-R.K-Y-A-N-I.com. Then if you would like to become a business partner, go ahead and contact me. Join me in having Kayani each and every day to improve your health. All right. Now we are back with Jacqueline Phillips, and we were just talking about some of the things that she's been through in her book, The Comfortable Uncomfortable was just released. And she was talking about how she was going through things. Her her mom was bipolar and she grew up with that unstableness and how she's had to change that for her family. All right, now Jacqueline, you said that the book, in the book, that improving communication with your husband was key to your journey. How did you do that? So there's this great study called dialectical behavioral therapy, and it basically helps you manage your emotions so that you can have interactions in a positive format. Um, Emotional regulation was something that I was really lacking, and I always went from zero to 60 like that. Uh, So dialectical behavioral therapy gave me the tools so that I could have communications without it just constantly being a weeping, screaming fest. Um, there's actually a worksheet on my website called Dear Man. And it's literally a step-by-step of, you know, this is my problem. This is, you know, the steps that I want to take to resolve it. This is how I want you to perceive the problem. This is how I want you to help me work through the problem. And I would literally sit down in front of him with this worksheet. I'd say, okay, I'm going to go off the worksheet. I know this seems weird, but I want this to work. I want this communication to happen. This is the concern that I'm having. And I would literally go through the worksheet and it felt like a kindergartner at school, but until you learn how to do those things without that tool, it was absolutely invaluable just to have this piece of paper where everything was detailed out and I had time to think about it and remove the emotion and focus on the facts 
and it kept me clear. And then all of a sudden, I didn't need the worksheet anymore. And now when something happens, and I can say, hey, you know, I didn't like how that worked out. Let's, let's talk about it for a minute. Let's, let's figure out how we can do it better so that we don't hit this bump again. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like taking the, the potholes and filling them on the road so that you just have a nice smooth journey through your day. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, our kids learn their communication skills from us, right? You learned yours yes. from your mom. Yes. Or the lack of. <laughs> or the lack of, yeah. And, and just the, the emotional range for the simplest things, you know, learning how to dial it down so that I could focus on the problem rather than my reaction to it. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, so what are your thoughts about social media and mental health? I mean, these uh, social media is a big problem, right? Yes, I, I hate social media. If, if it were up to me, I would never use the platforms. I wouldn't engage. It's a double-edged sword. As an entrepreneur and as someone who's promoting myself and my book, I have to have it. I have to utilize it. It is a tool in my tool bag. That being said, I limit myself to 10 minutes a day. If, I, if I'm finding myself getting more than 10 minutes, I, I have to turn it off. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a parent, I absolutely hate social media because there's nothing positive and edifying that comes from it. My child will not benefit in any way by having Facebook or by having Instagram or, you know, by Twitter trolling, you know, there's, there's nothing good for him there that he can't get by reading the news or popping in a podcast or any other normal source of information and entertainment. Um, you know, it's, there's a great documentary about social media and how it's just this series of algorithms. It's math. And it's math that's basically meant to elicit responses and to, to give you certain feelings to make you spike your consumerism. And basically, that's all social media is, is it's another format of selling crap to people. And, yeah. you know, it, it taps into your subconscious and your self-esteem. And it says, you know, if you buy these leggings on TikTok, your butt's going to look great and your husband's going to love you. Well, here's the thing. It's just fabric. It's very well cut fabric so that it features those things. But at the end of the day, you're more than your butt. And if your husband only likes your butt, I'm worried about your relationship. Like nothing good is coming from this. You're just spending money. So when you remove those aspects of it, I, I see it as a great opportunity. Like my husband's parents live in North Carolina. It gives us a chance to share pictures and communicate and give them updates. Right. But at the same time, we could have done it with a cell phone or an email or a text or a phone call. Heaven forbid we pick up the phone and call people. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, I, I don't like it. I don't think it's valuable. I, I wish it didn't exist. Okay. You know, some person uh, that I was talking to, they said that, you know, the question was asked, when should my kid be able to get on social media? And his answer was, well, when do you want to have them to have a problem with either body dysmorphia or porn? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Porn is a big thing, especially because it's, it, it's so easily accessible. Um, you know, from that standpoint, I do have a young man living in my home. And it is a thing that we are dealing with. And I basically explained to him, you know, 
your frontal cortex is not developed enough to handle what the internet is producing. Yeah. I said, and, and it's like a drug and, you know, it hits all those pleasure spots in your brain and it lights it up and it feels great until it doesn't. And then you're finding more and more depravity. So we actually provide him age appropriate materials for those uses and just explain to him, you know, you're, you're just not there yet. Like it's a lot for adults, let alone a 14 year old. So, you know, I get it. You're going to want to do it. Everybody does it. No shame in it. Here's something that's age appropriate for you. If you have any issues, concerns, questions, come talk to me. No big deal. Don't want to talk about it. Text it to me. We'll do it over the phone. Lots of open discussions about that. Awesome. Okay, great. All right. Now, if there were only three truths that you could leave for this world in your posterity, what three ideas would you leave for them that could lead them to an amazing life? Love yourself. The good, the bad, the ugly, love yourself. Find a way, do it. Uh, number two, be kind to others because so many of us are struggling with unseen battles yeah. and it is so much easier to be kind than to not and it makes such a lasting impact um third do things with love everything you do do it with love even if it's the simplest thing it's smiling at a stranger do it with love in your heart that, those are great i really like those now what is the best way for folks to connect with you and buy your book Absolutely. So Comfortably Uncomfortable, The Road to Happiness Isn't Always Paved is available on Amazon. You can download it to your Kindle or e-reader. If you don't mind the sound of my voice, I will read it to you on audible.com. Uh, we have our companion website, grownupgrowingpains.com, where we have the actual Dear Man worksheet and access to the providers that I use. Uh, I do engage on Instagram and I share to Facebook, but Instagram is another great way to reach me. It's Grown Up Growing Pains. I will post videos and reels and info guides and my struggles and my successes because I promise you're not alone in the world. There's someone just like you who's going through exactly what you are. And once you find them, you can only grow. Awesome, yeah. Well, I, Jacqueline, I wanna recognize you. I mean, at a time when so many people have cut themselves off and you know gone into their shell and, you know, taken themselves away from the world, you found a way to step out and share your story with others and with the world and make yourself vulnerable. And that is awesome. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, COVID presented a unique opportunity for those that took advantage. And I, I saw it as a lot of people who were cut off from a lot of things and an opportunity for a lot of self-reflection because a lot of the daily distractions were removed from us. And to yeah. me, that, that was the striking moment where it was like, this is the time I wanna reach out and help others. And that's cool. Thanks. Yeah, well, hey, thank you for being with us today and would love to have you on in the future. Well, thank you so much, I'd love that. Yeah, best of luck with your book. Thank you, I appreciate you and your audience. All right. So next time you're going to hear about body dysmorphia and how it affects people's lives. Now, I want each of you to know I appreciate each and every one of you. 
I'm grateful that you're spending your time with me today so that we can develop this friendship. You mean a lot to me, and I'm glad you're here. I know you have overcome some really tough things to get to this point. Like I said at the beginning, there are a few things you can do to help your amazing life. This message, if it's been helpful, please share it with a friend or family member who may need to hear it. You can sponsor it, or if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review. Also join the facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash your amazing life podcast or set up time to talk with me. Go to calendly.com forward slash Ken dash your amazing life forward slash intro so that we can discuss how you can use these tools and others to get to your amazing life.